You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode 60 with Arlene Bogna, writer and film director. Hey everybody, this is Ian Floyd from the Love and Sensibility Podcast, and you're tuned into my girl Iona Garrett on the Success Stalkers Radio Show. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. All right, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Success Talkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and I am just excited to introduce my guest today, Ms. Arlene Bogna. Welcome to the show, Arlene. Thank you, Iona. You're welcome. You're welcome. So happy to have you with us today. Oh, I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, you know, Arlene, we have a motto here at Success Talkers Radio. I'm not sure if you know that, but our motto is, until you become successful, stalk those who already are. So can we stalk you today? Yes, thank you. And yeah, let the osmosis begin. Yes, I love it. Well, director Arlene Bogna majored in film and literature at UCLA and then spent a year abroad studying cinema and mass media at the University of Bologna in Italy. She has a strong visual background in art direction, motion graphics, illustration, photography, and visual effects. Besides her film directing career, Arlene is a painter and photographer exhibiting in Los Angeles. Her artwork has been featured in Art Scene, Metro Mix, Los Angeles Times, Mutual Art, SCWCA, and Experience LA. Arlene has won many awards, including an Addy Telly Platinum Aurora Award for Best of Show, a Davy accolade and remy and she has directed over 35 commercials and branded entertainment segments for clients like almay sunchips bertoli and she among many others her film the ballad of snake oil sam debuted at the prestigious Cannes short film corner and is continuing its global festival run so, Arlene, I've given our listeners just a little overview about you, but I want you to take a minute now and tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you first and then give us an overview of your career. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, uh, I guess to know me is to know me as a little girl. I used to draw a lot, and I used to take photographs by stuffed animals um, and create little mm-hmm. scenes, and uh, nobody really knew what to do with that. <laughs> Luckily, as I got older, uh, I discovered the arts. Um, Cinema and literature always affected me in a really deep way. Um, You know, even if it was a pure fantasy, it just, you know, I noticed all my life growing up that maybe there were things that I would learn from this art form that um, I wouldn't learn from the people around me necessarily or from, or, or, you know, or just, or, or from normal conversation. There were some deeper mm-hmm. things going on. So I, I realized pretty early on that art was really important to me. And then I went out into the world and followed a lot of my passions and my career took a lot of twists and turns. 
um, until I found some opportunities for myself. And uh, I guess here I am today. I love it. Well, I tell you, you are just a fascinating, fascinating woman. Wow, you've done so much, and I'm just blown away by all of the accolades here. It's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we're certainly going to dive deep, even deeper into your incredible journey, Arlene, in just a bit. But before we do, can you show us one of your favorite quotes that some maybe maybe a quote that's really inspired you? Yeah, I would. There's one that just rings true that just really sticks out, and that is "Follow Your Bliss" by Joseph Campbell. Good. Uh, he's somebody I'm really inspired by. Anyway, um, really influenced by his work too. Mm-hmm. He's the one that figured out thing called the hero's journey where he mapped all these worldwide myths from uh, different continents and different centuries and found a commonality and and all of them called the hero's journey Mm. there are certain things that need to happen and um, I guess the way it ties into cinema and um, and some literature is that um, that it is myth making and you know, there's something that we all can plug into. Right, right. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask, you know, if you can give me an example maybe of how you've applied, you know, say that quote along your path, your journey. Oh, well, I think it's, a, you know, it's kind of a daily test, um, something that um, I don't know if I always wake up thinking about it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to say that I do. Sometimes I have to remind myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, there's this idea that if you follow your bliss, then things will open up for you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I can't say that that's been 100% true 100% of the time. But I have noticed that really interesting things open up in my life um, when I do sort of indulge that feeling of, of something that delights me or of something that's, that's blissful. Like, for example, um, I used to... Uh, love to travel extensively, um, especially through California. Mm -hmm. And I would always do a lot of photography ever since I was a little girl. I learned on this old vintage camera, and I would take all these photos. And as I got older and started getting more into the photography, when I would review my proof sheets, my contact sheets, and just have this collection of images in front of me, uh, I would start to notice themes that pop up. You know, is this, you know... Is there a nature theme? Is there a color theme? And they would just pop up organically on by themselves. So I realized that by taking photographs, I was recording what interests me and, and what basically blisses me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember there was one that really popped out on a road trip. It was this giant cow sculpture in on the side of a mountain highway. I didn't know why it was wow. there. It was huh, huge. Interesting. Yeah, it was like, what is this, an art installation? I was thinking, like, this was article Jeff Koons. I was like, has he been here? What's going on? And it was just, you know, and it, and it, and it really got my attention. And so, you know, I just had to stop at the side of the road, and I had to take a photograph. Well, like, I don't know, maybe a year later after this had started a whole thing, I, every time I saw something like that, every time I saw um, a business using uh, an animal sculpture, Oversized, the more mm-hmm. oversized and dilapidated, the better to sell a business um, in a rural mm-hmm. area or in a, you know, mm-hmm. but definitely outside of the city. Um, I would have to stop and take a photo, and I started to make these little thematic rules for myself of, you know, what what they would look <laughs> like. And the next thing you know, I'm mm-hmm. having a solo show uh, of my photography, yeah. and I'm literally it's gone from proof sheet to I'm standing in a room. 
and I'm surrounded by, you know, by the walls with these huge, you know, images around me. They've gone from little tiny, you know, one-inch images to, I mean, some of them were like three feet by three feet. Amazing. And, Amazing. And it was just, wow. yeah, it was just a cool feeling because it all started with following that impulse, like, oh, I have to stop here and take a photograph of this ginormous. Right. thing. I don't even know what it is, it. but it's really getting my attention. So I really have to give it right. attention right now. Um, and, wow. and, it, and, and then I called the show Safari Americana Scenes of Delight because I was so delighted by these images. And, um, but it was just, but what I took from that is that, yes, life is like that. And my interests change over time too. I could see it in my, in my uh, proof sheets. It was a good metaphor, you know, right now, mm-hmm. this is what interests me. Let me explore and pursue that. Maybe next year something else will, you know, catch my eye. Let me explore that. And and it's right. kind of a metaphor for the path of an artist, I guess. What a great, I mean, that's, that's great. A great example of following your bliss. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I would love to see. Do you, do you have any pictures of, of your, uh, your art showing? I will have to put something together. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, I have more of my directing work online, but, uh, but, yeah, let me see if I can get a little fun little tab up or something. Yes, I would love to see. That would be awesome. Well, you know, Arlene here at Success Talkers Radio, we strive to bring on amazing guests, you know, like yourself. And the reason we do that is because obviously you've had some successes and, you know, but we also know that the road, you know, to success isn't always smooth, you know, as you would probably agree with that. Um, You know, maybe if you can, maybe take us to maybe a time on that road where you hit maybe, say, a huge bump or uh, there was a time where you experienced a possible failure even or a challenge. And then tell us how you overcame that failure or challenge. Okay. Well, okay, great. Well, um, I guess I would I would say that failure is a part of success. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I would want to start by saying that as a director, when I'm working, especially when I'm working with actors, I really... Um, failure can't be something, there is no failure, basically. It's just pure creativity. It's pure exploration, um, especially, you know, in a safe time like rehearsals um, where there is no right and wrong. In, mm-hmm. um, I'm really influenced by the work of Judith Weston. Um, okay. And, you know, it's coming from a place where when you're in that space, um, you know, try things wrong. You might like something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Give yourself permission to fail. And what I've noticed by, you know, sort of exercising that muscle more and more and creating a safe place also for the actors so that they're not afraid of uh, failing while we're exploring something mutually, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. yes, that is when you discover sort of magic moments, but also take a step back as a director and you see something that, you know, that you want to adjust later, it doesn't panic you. It doesn't like, oh, it doesn't like, you know, it doesn't ring the failure bell. <laughs> so, and, you right. know, so it doesn't, you know, you don't get sent off into a panic or fear or spiraling or anything like that. It's just like, oh, okay, that's something that I just want to adjust. Let's try this other thing and mm-hmm. figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, so, so failure is, you know, is not a great concept to have hand in hand with creativity. It could, it could block it. Um, yeah, I could see that. But uh, I definitely know what struggles and challenges are, um, and there are definitely like you know feelings of fear that can come along with that. I mean, even with uh, this short film that's going around right now, um, mm-hmm. called "The Ballad of Snake Oil Sam," uh, something that is you know comes from a place of pure artistic inspiration. Um, something that I you know I really was just in love with 
with the concept and, and wanting to make it a reality. And early on, it suffered pretty much what would be a fatal blow. Um, mm-hmm. And that is that one of the key people um, on the team, because it really does take a village, uh, uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the producer stepped off. Mm-hmm. And okay. that was that's pretty much like a death sentence at that point, especially yeah, where we were. I would think. Yeah, and and there was all this other, you know, all these other concepts that I was in love with, and and um, you know, there were other things that seemed to be falling into place, but it could not move forward without that key person. Mm-hmm. But but for a while there, you know, I ran into something that Joseph Campbell calls the dark night of the soul, where it just okay. things look pretty hopeless, and there's a certain level of despair. Um, and uh, this feeling of dissatisfaction, like what if I, you know, what if this thing that I really want isn't going to be, you know? And, you know, right, some things right. affect you more than others. Some things like, well, if that doesn't work out, you know, that's okay. i got this other thing going on, you know, <laughs> right. not putting your, but then there are some things that like really, you know, will haunt you if you don't, if mm-hmm. you don't pull them mm-hmm. off. So I was in this really vulnerable um uh, state of despair, which in a way made me more open. I started to be a lot bolder in terms of um, asking for help and, um, and, and really bolder in terms of the, the caliber of the producers that I approached. And, you know, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it just goes to show. And through that process, I actually uh, found um, a solution to this, and that is um, okay. uh, an Emmy Award-winning, very strong producer, Ramel Foster Owens, came on board and believed in me and believed in the project. And uh, our writer, Anthony Ferranti, um, also stepped up to produce. And okay. this project was saved. And, yeah, it needed, logistically, it needed some alterations because, uh, you know, different producers have different strategies. But... Next thing I know, it's becoming a reality, and it was such a great experience. Um, wow! And 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 many more things had to fall into place after that did. But without that, it would have never had a chance. So the pro- the vision was saved, the project was saved, and you know now it's out doing its global festival run and its world premiere was with the Cannes Short Film Corner, which was huge. Well, you know, one thing you're in the pit of. That is yeah, huge. one thing you're oh, in, like, yeah. you know, sort of like the pit of artistic despair, going, like, how is this ever going to get pulled off? And then, you know, and then, but there's a ferocity to it, too. Like, uh, you know, there's an insistence mm-hmm. that this, this has to be, this has, there's got to be a way, there's got to be a way uh, to figure this out. And then next thing we know, we're accredited filmmakers at the Cannes Film Festival. So, Wow. And what an amazing team yeah. you have. I mean, you guys you definitely deserve. I mean, it's congratulations. I mean, because I, I can only imagine, you know, if I were in the film industry or a director or a writer or producer, I mean, to have your your film make it to Cannes. That's 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 awesome. Yeah, it was um, it was the Cannes and it was the Cannes Short Film Corner. So it was great because there's a solidarity mm-hmm. there with other filmmakers from the entire world. It basically gives you access to cinema mm-hmm. heaven. And then, yeah. but in terms of the team, I mean, we really, we really lucked out um, in terms of the people that came in that they, you know, they, they responded to the material, they responded to the concept, they responded to the idea of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And we were graced by so many talented people. It really does take a village. And, you know, I wanted to give a space for everyone's talents to shine. And there was this really exciting 
uh, phase when everyone takes ownership of it and, you know, they're, you know, they're showing me how they, you know, like, no, no, it's this. And then, and that's, and that's a great feeling actually, because, um, you know, I'm really clear about my vision, but I also want to give space for other people to run with it. And when mm-hmm. that starts happening, there's this deep sense of satisfaction, like this is bigger than me. Right. I love and, it. And actually, Joseph Campbell says that usually after the dark night of the soul, there is some sort of like a huge breakthrough that happens on the hero's journey. So I've been kind of laughing about like, well, that's certainly true for me. I can see that. Again, you know. I can definitely see that. I can see that. You know, I'm glad we're talking about this right now because my next question, you know, I wanted to move forward and, and just, you know, say, because I know that you've had many, many, many aha moments along your journey. I'm sure you have. But if you can tell us about, say, you know, what was that aha moment, Arlene, that truly changed your life, you know, to help you get on back on the, that smooth road to success again and, and help you to and help you to turn that aha moment into success? What would you say was that moment? Ooh, an aha moment? Um, I think a lot of it comes from other people, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... Um, I don't know about it. Well, I know that I I know that I feel that I have a drive inside that won't stop. I don't know if it's ambition. I don't know what it is. Um, but I know I constantly have that going. But mm-hmm. I think that other people are really um, are really important. And there was somebody that once said that like everything you want in life is controlled by other people in a way. <laughs> In a way, in a way, in a way, you know, like you know, yes, self determination, yes, but and self reliance, yes, but you know, you know, we are in a community of people and 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 lots of and 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 people with different aims, and I I think there's something that comes from the support of other people, um, and the and or or them just believing in your vision, um, and supporting your vision. I agree with that because, you know, when I started this radio show, uh, you know, that was so key for me. I was I, I, w- I really wasn't sure, you know, how it would really all pan out. But I had so many great people around me uh, and still have a lot of those people around me that are great supporters cheering me on because you need that. You know, when you're going after something great and something really big, you need some really strong people in your corner and supporting you. So it's it's huge. Yeah, I think it is huge, and I think it helps how you, you know, because a lot of um, thoughts and beliefs are shared, mm-hmm. and, right. you know, some, sometimes somebody might say something, and it might not be anything <laughs> that is aligned with your vision for your own success. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's like, yeah, learning how to sort of filter that, and, yeah. Yeah, and I think the more... And say, yeah, and just appreciate what they're saying, you know, but at the end of the day, of course, you know, you're going to ultimately make, you know, your your decisions. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a stubbornness, too. Like, stubbornness isn't always <laughs> a bad thing. And it does, it, it can be an inner graceful stubbornness. It doesn't have to be, like, right. a rude, uh, pushy stubbornness. But, like, thank you, but right. I'll continue to believe that I can do something. Mm-hmm. And I will surround myself right. by people that think accordingly <laughs> as well, for the most part. Not always. Yeah. I can't always do that, but, well, yeah. I love it. Well, let me just stop right here for a moment and just say I want to applaud you, Arlene, because, you know, in my opinion, from what I've noticed, I haven't noticed a lot of female, you know, directors or producers that are doing, you know, some really big things in the film industry. And so I just wanted to applaud you for that because, you know, I see it as a need. I think it's a 
it's a great thing. So oh, congratulations. Well, thank you. You know, I've I've joked around and called myself a unicorn sometimes, but I got to tell you that uh, there there are a lot of us out there who are very gifted, and mm-hmm. um, you know, have re- are really dedicated to the craft of directing and um, experience and everything. And you know, every every time I see something um, that resonates for me, um, I get really I get really happy. So thank you for saying yeah. that. You're very, very welcome. And, you know, because I know that you are a success stalker too, Arlene, tell us, do you have any new projects that you're working on? Or I know that the, the Ballad of Snake Oil Sam, is is that your latest project that you're working on? Well, it's it's already complete, and it's out in the in its doing its festival rounds right now. But the intention behind the Ballad of Snake Oil Sam, probably this might give a little, you know, more insight as to why this is so important to me and why this is so mm-hmm. near and dear to me. Is because okay. um, I mean yes, I wanted to fly my cinematic freak flag, and that's something that that project could definitely, you know, would definitely give me a chance to do that. But I was really exploring themes for a future project. There were certain things I wanted to explore as a director. Um, you know that that the Ballad of Snake Girl Sam kind of gave me a chance to work some things out and discover what they are. Like for example, I really wanted to uh, figure out the theme of redemption and explore that a little bit and mm-hmm. you know and in working with my actors and in and in prepping for the for the ballad of snake oil sam i just that was an aha moment actually that was an aha moment okay. um and i also really wanted to explore some dreamy frontier visuals the reason for this is for um a feature western project that i have that uh you know i'm just gung-ho to do uh, <laughs> completely <laughs> <laughs> I love Western. <laughs> you know, and uh you know, it's something that actually, you know, that that I think about and just love and want to bring that into mm-hmm. fruition. So so the Ballad of Snake Rose Sam was a way for me to explore certain things and um and like for example, redemption you know, what is redemption? Um, you know, how would an actor play that? Well, I didn't know until I started prepping for the film, but I realized it's about trust. Yeah. Which brings back, you know, along the inter- the importance of other people having the, you know, your tribe mm-hmm. around you, um, you know, being able to trust yourself, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, or, 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 you know, just the experience of trust, those moments where you don't trust, and then you do, the, mm-hmm. all those transitions, all those things make up the, you know, make, make up a tapestry for redemption, basically. And that was a huge discovery, oh, yeah. and that was something I really wanted for, um, for my, my uh, feature Western project called Amaryllis Bang Bang. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm definitely going to be on the lookout. I, I love Western. Oh, cool. <laughs> and especially, and now that you're, and of course, now that I know you're directing and producing them, I'm definitely going to stay tuned into that. Can't wait. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Well, Arlene, we have reached what I call my favorite part of the interview, and that's what we call here at Success Talkers Radio, the success round. And so what I want to do is throw some questions at you, and I want you to come back at me with some knockout answers. So not sure if you ever boxed before. But if you get your gloves on, we're going to go back and forth for a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what was it that held you back from becoming uh, a director before you started? Um, well, I think that um, a, there was a, like a couple of things. Okay. One thing is other people. Um, it's, it's hard to break through and to make opportunities. And, and, and sort of everyone pursuing that is in the same boat. And 
there's a lot of breakthrough that has to happen for yourself. And sometimes you don't need permission from other people. You have to give yourself your own permission to even pursue it and to be it. So true. So true. Well, the reason why we ask, I ask these questions, because we have a lot of people that listen to our show. We have some that would love to be, you know, directors or producers or, you know, in the entertainment industry or entrepreneurs. And so we ask these questions because we want to be able to just give an insight, you know, to, to your journey so they can see, you know, what you did along your journey to help them as they move forward. So that's, this is one of the reasons why we ask these questions. So it may seem a little weird at first, but just kind of wanted to to shed a little light on that for you. Well, I think that also directing is a craft, and um, I know that scene study is really important. Um, it's mm-hmm. something, that, you know, it's a way to it's a way to use that muscle and get into the right place sort of, uh, you know, emotionally as a director. Okay. And in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of scene analysis and script analysis and, every, and, and working with actors, uh, I would say that's maybe one of the most important uh, things to do to prepare for that journey. Good stuff. Good stuff. What best business advice you've ever received, Arlene? Oh, uh, actually, it was um, it was from my very first industry job um, for film composer Manuel De Sica. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super excited to work for him, and uh, he the the business wisdom that he imparted on me was all that glitters is not gold. And it took me a really long time to figure out what he meant. (laughs) The context that he told it to me was, you know, we were going on all these really impressive meetings and um, as he was pursuing his projects. And um, maybe he saw me kind of like, you know, (laughs) wide-eyed, looking around. Right. (laughs) My first industry job, so I was like, wow. And it it was such a, you know, it was kind of like, you know, I was like, why are you telling me that at first? But then afterwards I thought about it and it, it just kind of, um, it kind of gave me the, you know, the impetus to kind of look further, look, look past the first veil, look through, you know, is this something, you know, is this real? Uh, is this something that, um, is, is worthwhile to me? Uh, so anyway, it was it was really interesting, and I saw and I later could see that that's how that's what he was applying. Yeah, that's great. Some of his decision making, it's like, well, okay, I know everything's great, but how is this worthwhile to me? Right, right. So like, let's you know, let's focus and filter it down. And then another one was um, there was a great um, uh, another producer that I uh, worked for some time back called Jack Harris. He produced The Blob, and um, wait, the, the movie The Blob? Yeah, really. <laughs> Wow. And uh, he really believed in, I mean, this is like a little daily thing, but, you know, I think for artists, this is really important. Um, uh, But, you know, something like make sure you pay your credit cards off in full every month. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The reason being is, you know, just, you know, having to pay a penny in interest is just the worst thing in the world. There's no greater hell on earth than having to pay interest on a credit card payment. So, um, and I realized that that was um, a really good, you know, (laughs) approach, like kind of, you know, to like daily, day-to-day living that um, kind of of keep you more freed up as an artist. Yeah, like throwing money away. You don't want to do that. No, it's the worst thing in the world. Definitely not a not a good thing. Well, Arlene, can you share one of your daily, say, personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? Sure. I I think that optimism is a habit. And um, sometimes optimism is something that just is like, you know, there'll be days where it's just flowing from me 
and it's like an unstoppable force. <laughs> and there are other days where it's a little challenged, and I have to kind of, you know, kind of, you know, work on it in the sense, yeah. um, you know, just kind of, you know. Um, I can relate. <laughs> I don't know about saying protected. I don't know if protected is the right word, mm-hmm. but kind of like, you know, remind myself that it's okay to be an optimist. Um, yeah. that that's actually, you know, if I that's haven't, if I hadn't been an optimist, then none of these other things would have happened, you know? Um, and there's a You're lot right. of, there's a lot of doom and gloom news out there. A lot of the, you know, the statistics are horrible. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. challenges for, um, people wanting to, um, you know, be filmmakers or artists or entrepreneurs. There's, there are always daunting statistics against right. it and all, you know, all this, there's all this stuff, but, you know, but optimism is a really good, um, I think tool and habit to have. You're right. You're right. It's it's in the ability to be able to stay up, to remain, you know, optimistic, to be optimistic and then remain optimistic, you know, when you're, you know, when those challenges come because they're going to come, you know, so like, I'm glad you brought that up because that is so key. If you can do that, you can pretty much weather the storm. Yeah. I'm glad you said storm because I think that's, it feels like weathering a storm mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like a course of direction. Right, exactly, exactly. So true. Well, do you have, any, say, maybe a, an Internet resource or maybe something that you use on a, a daily basis or maybe even in your business that helps you to be successful? Like maybe, a, I don't know if you use certain apps or, you know, things like that that you could recommend to our listeners? Well, I would recommend for um, anyone that wants to go into, you know, film or communication is to have um, their work available online. Um, something is simple. I have a website called ArleneBolgna.com. Okay. And, that you know, that's just a, it's, it's like having an online portfolio. And, mm-hmm. you know, before you'd have to go around with a portfolio. <laughs> right. Right. I remember <laughs> at least, that. At least for the, you know, at least for the, you know, 2D, for the illustrations or the photography, right. you'd have to walk right, around with this actual portfolio. And now we have the Internet to be able to, uh, let right our work live there. So, <laughs> yeah. and and think about what you're presenting to kind of curate it. I would say, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I I would say that that is a that is a um, an online tool. And then also the Ballad of Sneak Will Sam has a presence on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 announce okay. all of our we announce all of our screenings on there, and um, we share some things that are you know close to the theme of the Ballad of Snake Girl Sam, which includes, you know, desert and subculture and music and, you know, stuff that lives in that world. And and I would say those two. I'm also on Twitter. Um, I'm Rockstar Awesome, at Rockstar Awesome. I, I like that. <laughs> but, um, but that's more for fun. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. So cool. Well, Arlene, do you have any books that you could recommend to our listeners, maybe one or two books? something that maybe has inspired you? Sure. Uh, I would go back to The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell um, because I think there's something heroic in taking on, um, you know, whenever you take on a, I guess, a career or a professional path that doesn't have a set path and needs some trailblazing, I think it's good to think of yourself as a hero, (laughs) especially when you are going to come upon the challenges um, and, you know, meet different... um, you know, meet different people along your way. Um, but also, I think for, you know, for people who are interested in, in telling stories. Um, and also for filmmakers specifically, I definitely recommend Judith Weston's books. Um, she, nice. 
like directing actors is a great one. And then I think the notion of self-reliance, I know that that really, there was um, the essay by Ralph Waldo Emerson really affected me when I was younger. And there's, there's something about, um, you know, being willing to figure it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. Good stuff. Those are great books, and I'm sure our listeners are really just enjoying this interview and getting some incredible nuggets from me today, because I am. And uh, so we have reached my last question, Arlene, in our success round, and it's a doozy, so I hope you're ready. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, imagine you woke up tomorrow morning, let's say in a brand new world. Let's say it's identical, though, to Earth, but you don't know anyone. Let's say you still have all the same experience and knowledge you currently have. Let's say even your food is taken care of, your shelter is even taken care of. So your personal needs are taken care of. So let's say you just have a a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, And it sounds like seven days. Do I have food that I can live for seven days? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is it like more? Or do I have past seven days in terms of the ration? I'm already no. thinking of like a well, you have. <laughs> survival post-apocalyptic situation here, like cinematic. No, you're, you have past seven days. But within that first seven days, what would you do when you wake when you woke up the next day and you found yourself on a brand new planet, new a new Earth basically, and uh, but but you don't know anyone? What would you do? What would you What would your first seven days look like? I would figure out how to tell the story visually. Yeah, I would have to document it and find and find a story and find a way to present it and probably communicate away. And see, and the, of course, you have you have five hundred bucks and you have a laptop, so that's probably right up your alley, right? <laughs> I may not even have to use the five hundred bucks. <laughs> I can I can I can go buy myself a pair of shoe, a pair of really nice shoes or something yeah. after I make as a reward for making some beautiful, you know, visual, uh, you know, essay of what it feels like to be on this new planet. Yes, indeed. Or a new, or a nice camera. Well, maybe not too nice because, you know, they're a lot more expensive than 500 bucks, but for a really good one. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you have people using smartphones now to make movies. True. <laughs> you know what? You're right. So, yeah. <laughs> True. That's true. Well, Arlene, you know, hearing your journey today has truly been inspiring. And before we end, if you can just do one thing for me, can you give our listeners some parting, you know, guidance, a piece of advice, and then share the best way they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. Well, I I would go back to Follow Your Bliss by um, the, the the part of the hero's journey um, um, approach to living. Really, um, it's an experiment for me. So it's, I can't even say this is definitely the way to do it. It's a choice, um, right. you know, it, it, and, it, and it means letting go of a lot of um, other notions that I think entrepreneurs are ready to let go of, like, you know, what is stability and, you know, um, what is my purpose on this planet and all those things, <laughs> you know, I mean, or, or really refining them, I should say. And then the other thing, I just thought of another quote that I really love is whether, sure, you, whether, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And I love that's that. So and that's by Henry Ford. And it's so true. That is so true. Glad you said that. Thank you. That's great advice right there. <laughs> that's great advice. Yeah, it's not and good. So it's not you... always good to be right. <laughs> right. True. So true. So true. So what's the best way they can find you? Oh, uh, I'm on ArleneBogna.com. Uh, also, the Ballad of Snake Oil, of, I'm sorry, the Ballad of Snake Oil Sam. 
dot com or on Facebook of searching for the Bow to Snake Oil Sam and at Rockstar Awesome. Nice. Nice. I love that Rockstar Awesome. That is so cool. Well, Arlene, I know our listeners have gotten some great takeaways and nuggets from you today. And they can also find the links to everything that we've been chatting about and everything that you just mentioned will be on our website as well at successtalkersradio.com slash Arlene Bogna. And it will all be there on the show notes page. And again, Arlene, we really appreciate you for just being so generous with your time today and also being transparent with your journey. So we say thank you. Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, I really appreciate your questions. And, and uh, you know, yeah, this is getting to the heart of the journey. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And we look forward to, to hearing more from you and, and seeing more of your work. So I'll definitely be following you. Great. And we'll have to have you back on the show in the future. That sounds great. Awesome. Good stuff. And for everyone out there listening today, thanks for tuning in. And until our next episode, remember to keep Stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you.